Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 19th episode of Riverdale Season 6, The Witches of Riverdale. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined by my co-host, who, you know, I feel like we could just form a coven if we really wanted to. Kirsten McInnes, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm hurt now because I thought we already had a coven, uh, but it's fine. I guess we'll start a new one. Let's get a witchy book to write our names in. I guess that was all you needed, right? You need to write your name in a book and then... You do a dance party. You do some chants. Now, this time they said you had to pledge yourself to Hecate. I thought in the Sabrina world, you had to pledge yourself to, like, Satan. Well, so I... I never watched I never finished the last season of Sabrina so I think that basically what happens is over the course of Sabrina they make it more of like a pro women thing instead of like a horrible anti woman thing okay so I think that's probably like a plot change that I just I haven't finished the I haven't, I haven't finished the show so I saw some uh news articles that were basically Ooh. saying that like this episode was somehow trying to serve as the like a conclusion to some of the Sabrina stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. allegedly. Allegedly. But I didn't watch <laughs> Sabrina, so I don't know. <laughs> I didn't finish it because it was, I was too... So, obviously, we've kind of spoiled that up front. But yeah, this was the Sabrina crossover episode, the official, I guess, Sabrina crossover episode. Did you feel like the Sabrina we saw here was about, like, the same tone-wise as the Sabrina you get in Sabrina? Or yeah, no? okay. it's Sabrina. She's she's being herself. She's doing her thing. Okay, I wasn't sure how... Well, like, wait, were they created by the same person? Yeah. Okay, I knew that they were, like, in comics, but I wasn't sure about in, like, in the show, if her show I'm, was I'm, like, made. pretty sure it was our good friend Roberto. It seems darker from the little I've seen of Sabrina. It is because it's on Netflix and it's not on a network. Ah, okay. So I guess that's yeah, why it's they our, it's it our good way. friend Roberto. Okay, cool. Well, yep, she's here. Uh, well, she was here briefly. We had some interesting plot stuff happening with her, which we'll get to. Uh, but first, of course, we have a Jughead voiceover. So let's jump into that. Jughead. Ooh. And if, if this is, you know, key... I, and, and interesting that we had a Jughead voiceover because Jughead's, I guess, dead. Also, um, yeah, leaving off from last episode where everybody died. All, all the all the people all died. All the firstborns and also at least one secondborn, Jughead Jones. I know. We talked about this. I think the only thing I can assume is that they mean, like, he was firstborn to his mother. It's just stupid. That's, that's dumb. I know. I feel like that's not exactly how firstborns work. I think, yeah, in like terms of a family that's not necessarily the first well and also because actually like where back back in the days where firstbornness mattered you know in terms of like monarchies and stuff like that i'm pretty sure it actually only mattered if it was your father's firstborn well i guess that would make sense then because he's fp's firstborn well no he's not he's he's not not. yeah that's what i'm saying so it it makes less sense if you think about it that way this show's stupid they forgot they forgot charles is more than just betty's brother 100 percent. they just they they never treated charles like he was equally Betty and Jughead's sibling. Like, they always make it seem like he's mostly Betty's sibling. Just, like, does make sense. You know, how siblings work. Yeah. Ah, gosh. So, I was always very frustrated by that, that they, like, didn't talk about that weird dynamic nearly enough, but... Oh, well. They never made Charles, Uh, like, did we ever even have a scene between Charles and, like, FP, where he was like, wow, my son, back here. No, they could have done so much more. Oh, well. 
Um, But yes, Jughead says, The first thing that happened after the wedding was the living buried their dead. Among the firstborns who perished as a result of Percival's attack, Archie, Tony, Fangs, Dagwood, Nana Rose, and me, your humble narrator. Uh, I do love the fact that he was calling out that he was a narrator. I think it's so cringe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But little did they know. little did they know. I'll let you in on a secret. We weren't quite yet worm food. This funeral, a misdirect to lull Percival into a false sense of security. Oh, we were dead, but our bodies were currently in Dr. Curdle's deep freeze, preserved and not yet decomposing. The plan was simple. Convince Percival we were six feet under while our surviving loved ones mourned our passing. When in fact, they were biding their time until we could be resurrected. Also, this is season four, except for <laughs> it, with they actually died. Yeah. Also, the fact that Dr. Curdle has been like, I guess, promoted, they, they've stopped in the last like three episodes, they've stopped calling him Dr. Curdle Jr. Yeah, because they forgot that he ever had a father. <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually think it's funny that for like and five now, seasons, they did call him Dr. Curdle Jr. Here's, well, because here's the thing though if he's Dr. Curdle Jr., that kind of implies implies that maybe he's Dr. Curdle's firstborn, so shouldn't he be dead too? Well, they're going to later say in this episode that not every firstborn in Riverdale died, but just like a bunch of them. So, and Jughead, who's not a firstborn. We've been through it. It's so stupid. (sighs) Yeah. So speaking of stupid, let's talk about the plot I've decided to call The Men That No One Cares About. Well, and this is like, I literally just assumed that this was happening for Reggie in the sweet hereafter. Like, I didn't really accept that this was real. I thought that this was him in heaven. Nope, this is real, apparently. Are you sure? Yep, yep, it's real. Reggie didn't die. Hmm. Unclear why, but he didn't. I don't, well, I guess he wasn't even at the wedding. So yeah, I think Percival just handpicked several firstborns. So it wasn't even like a real plague. By the well, way. Well, I mean, couldn't, he's not gone anyway, so he's not a real plague. You're not the only one who's gotten frustrated recently because the other Riverdale podcast I listen to, shout out to the Riverdale Re- Register, uh, I their last few episodes, like the one before the plague episode, they were talking about, um, they like heard that the next episode was called Biblical and they were like, oh, they better not be doing pr- plagues. <laughs> I'll be so mad if it's plagues. And well, so, yep. It was kind of plagues. It was kind of plagues. All right. So Percival has the daggers of Megiddo. Yeah, I don't know Megiddo? what this is. Yeah, I looked it up, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, it is a, a, a real hi- historical thing, I guess. The seven sacred daggers of Tel Megiddo. Oh, they're designed to kill the Antichrist. Yeah. Well, that's what they should be using to kill Percival. Exactly. Plot twist toward the end of the episode. Oh, this is like, um, 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 what do they say when it's like the pistol and you see the pistol and that means it's going to be used? It's, it's the, oh, what is that called? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, what is that called? It's like, is it Chekhov's dagger? Is that yes, a thing? Che- yes, che- it's Chekhov's uh, daggers of Megiddo. <laughs> yeah. So why does Percival keep getting stuff that seems to be used against him? I think he thinks he can use it against the gang. Yeah, but he's the Antichrist. Ugh. I mean, he's. I don't think he's like technically the Antichrist, but like he's as close to it as the show's ever going to get. Yeah. So Reggie apparently was in Rome during that last episode and he's like, ugh. Yeah, I'm not too jazzed to come back and find out that half of my high school friends are dead. And Percival's like, it's fine because you're the CEO now. And I don't, I still don't understand how Percival, like, this is something that I don't understand about, like, boards of companies of like, okay, Kirsten, let's say you start a company. 
Okay. Why would you ever okay the fact, or is this like just a thing you have to do? Like, why would you ever okay the fact that you could be in a position where everyone else could vote you out of the company you start? I think it's part of getting money for your company. Like you have, you they give you money so they get to be on the board. And then the, the thought is that you should just like not be shitty and then you'll get to stay on as the CEO. I just think it's, I mean, obviously Percival has magical powers, but in like a real world, it's, this is so bogus. That's like, yeah, um, Veronica's friends all died and so since she's so grief-stricken, we need to vote her out of being CEO. It's like, what? I mean, I don't think those are like the specific circumstances that would normally work, but if um, if you've, have you ever like looked into like Elizabeth Holmes and like Theranos and all of that stuff? No. It's like a super interesting like true crime scam type story, but basically like there was multiple times when she was almost voted off the board and then she pulled some sort of like manipulative BS and was able to like save her spot. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and I, then I like I know this Convicted. I know this is a real thing, but I just find it like Mary sad could not sometimes. imagine anyone giving up power. She yeah, said, like, "Dictatorships only, baby." Pretty much, pretty much. So, um, yeah. So then Kevin tries to leave town because I guess he's completely ditched Percival at this point. Basically, after Percival was like, "Yeah, we need to kill baby Anthony," Kevin's been kind of out on Percival. Yeah. How is Kevin still alive? Um, yeah, like, that's the thing. Percival just didn't kill all the firstborns. He just didn't, so whatever. Uh, but Sheriff Keller, who's back after a many episode hiatus, uh, and Frank, who is literally has no purpose except just to be Pickens, like, lapdog. The two of them apprehend him and take him to Pickens, and um, they're like, you can't leave town so quickly. And poor Kevin just, like, wants to go to Broadway again. He's never It's all he's ever wanted. Yeah. And so then Reggie calls his dad and is like come to the casino somehow in the literal literal two days since he's been appointed ceo he has commissioned a portrait of himself to replace the veronica See, portrait. Th- this is why i thought this was in the suite hereafter yeah because it doesn't make any sense um, yeah exactly yeah I, I just kind of like told myself that lie in order to like accept what i was seeing yeah so Percival's torturing Kevin somehow. He tries to manipulate him into telling him what the girls are up to, but Kevin resists because he thinks about like Betty from season one and his friends and stuff like that. Ugh. And then Kevin's like, kill me. And Pickens is like, I'll kill you eventually, piggy. And it's like, oh, okay. Guess we're Riverdale season six. Friendship is magic. Friendship is magic. Um, at the casino, Reggie and his dad are having fun, but Reggie's dad is like starting to experience some pain. Does he have cancer? Like, I already forgot what I think his he has heart was. disease. Heart disease. Okay. Or like, I think it's some situation he's had a few heart attacks. Like his heart is just no no good. Yeah. So that's happening, and Pickens is like. Reggie, all I need you to do is kill Kevin, and then we can give Kevin's heart to your dad. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. That's why it's some sort of heart. He needs, like, a heart transplant, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's heart disease or something along those I don't know. I'm not a doctor, medical or otherwise. Now, I'm a little confused why Reggie has decided, like, my dad, who's been horrible to me, I should definitely sacrifice Kevin. I mean... I mean, I know he's not close to Kevin, but still. I, th- I mean, I think that it's kind of the thing where, like, him and his dad had such a horrible time as he was growing 
growing up that the idea that they could have a good relationship now just is so appealing to him that it doesn't even matter. I don't know. I I feel like you're always going to crave, like, approval from your parents even if they suck. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, it takes a long time to, like, work through that, to, like, stop wanting It's not like Reggie's choice is, like, kill your dad or kill Kevin. It's like, your dad is dying of natural causes. You don't need to murder your friend to, like, I mean, I feel like I I really want to be clear that I'm not endorsing murdering anyone. I don't think that he should be killing Kevin. But I think his thought process is, well, I just only now have a good relationship with my dad and I don't want it to be over. So I will do whatever it takes and to keep having that. And I'm also not saying like, oh, just let Reggie's dad die. Like, no harm, no foul. Like, yeah, that sucks. It does. But yeah, it sucks. But like, it's also, you know, nature's way. Yeah. So... Reggie tells his dad that he's got a plan and that he's going to save him. And Reggie's dad is like, no, look, I apologize for being such a horrible dad and father and husband and all that. Uh, but I need to go out with dignity and we're not going to try and do anything. And so that's uh, that's where that is. And then Reggie's consciousness is uh, talking to him through his ventriloquist doll. And he's like, get your dad, get out of town. Everything will be fine. Do you think that was Percival getting him through the ventriloquist dummy? Um, like, te- like really? I don't know because like, I think save your dad. I-, I don't think so. I think that that was like just him because like it was telling him to do good things. Like it was telling him not to do. Like why would Percival uh, be? I thought it was telling him to like save your dad and then get out of town. No, I think they were saying like get your friend because it said like get your friend, get your dad, get out of town. I think they were just saying get away from Percival. He's trying mm. to manipulate you and he's gonna be bad. So oh, okay, so it's just his conscience. Got it. Yeah, I, who knew he had one? I, I know, I know. Um, and so he grabs his his uh, dad and Kevin, and they're trying to escape the casino, but they fail, and Percival locks them in the casino's vault. Um, I'm still not sure like what grounds it's okay to lock them away on, but I guess we're not bothering to try and do anything legally. It's just oh, like... Oh, no. Nothing's been legal in Riverdale since Percival got there. Yeah. I just think it's like, it's one thing to sort of manipulate people. It'd be like, yeah, we need to do this for whatever reason. But it seems like at this point, people like Sheriff Keller and Frank are just like completely brainwashed, like have no sense of anything. Because well, like, what? why would Sheriff Keller be okay with this? Yeah, they're they're fully brainwashed for sure. I think that Percival has like total control over their minds. But also it's like, I don't know, it's like that Stanford prison experiment thing where it's like, you know, you give people that authority and then they don't want to lose it. Yeah. Ugh. Don't, lo- I don't, don't know. love it. So yeah, it's not good. Yeah. But the, uh, the cliffhanger at the end of the episode is that Reggie's like, it's okay because I stole one of his magic knives and he's got one of those daggers and I'm th- Ooh, okay but do you think he's die. gonna stab him Reggie Reggie will be the one to ultimately do the death either that or like give it to Betty who stabs him or something it could happen <sighs> yeah it could happen it could happen Okay, well, that's all the boring stuff, and now we can I get also into the just, stuff. Yeah, for the listeners, Mary uh, entitled that section, The Men No One Cares About. I mean, it's Kevin and Reggie and Reggie's dad and Percival and Frank. Nobody cares. I mean, we have to care a little bit. Do we? In our sacred duty of covering this show. Uh, I cared enough to explain it. I did not care enough to dwell <laughs> on it, but... <laughs> okay, anyways, the witches. The witches. All right, so at the burial, Percival and Frank show up, and this is when they 
they're like fake burying everyone and they're yes. like calm down about the death it'll be fine and it's like whoa how rude to show up at a burial and tell these women to calm down <laughs> just calm down everyone's dead but who cares it's fine everything's fine what a weirdo scene to show they're the worst 100 percent the worst so the story that Percival, I guess, told Alice that Alice has been, like, putting on the news is that there was a fight between the ghoulies and the serpents at the worm. Classic. Oh, side note. So Betty is like, oh, well, I didn't die because I'm not a firstborn because there's Charles and then Polly and the me. But Charles didn't die either. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. All right. So, yeah, there was a, a, a fight between the ghoulies and the serpents, even though I'm pretty sure the ghoulies have been, like, completely wiped out at this yeah, point. Yeah, didn't all of the ghoulies get killed yes. when Percival did the thing? But then yet they've still had, like, ghoulie drama this season because they don't even remember what they did, like, five episodes ago. Yeah, again, I think this is just Percival not even trying to make sense anymore. So, uh, apparently, yeah, apparently not every firstborn in town died, just some. <laughs> but it's like, if you're gonna bother doing, like, a firstborn thing, why not just kill, like, a select group of people? Why not have also killed Benny and Veronica and Cheryl? Yeah, like, and really? Like, he, he could have done some real damage if he just killed the whole crew. Yeah, but... Because then there's no one to bring them back. <sighs> I, you know, but we needed this episode, apparently. So the remaining living, Cheryl, Heather, Veronica, Betty, Kevin, Tabitha, wait for Sabrina to show up. And apparently they only have three days to perform the ritual. Otherwise, the body is going to be too corrupt to revive. So Kevin wonders why himself and baby Anthony survived. And he thinks that Percival wants to punish him for betraying him in the previous episode. And so Kevin's like, I'm just going to go join Moose in New York. And that's when Kevin leaves this plot and goes into the other plot that we talked about before. <laughs> Bye, Kevin. So apparently Molly Ringwald is, um, she has ESP. And so she's been having a bad feeling about Archie. So she keeps calling and Betty's just like, yeah, Archie's just like in another room. It's fine. But Archie's dead. So they're like, we got to find a way to bring them back. Um, I wonder if we're ever going to see Molly Ringwald on the show again. No, we never will. Yeah, like, she was like, I'm done here. Yeah, like, that was a pretty big get. And then I think that they think we're just done with that. So Veronica wonders where the souls of the dead are. And Heather says it's called the sweet hereafter. The sweet hereafter. Which I'm pretty, I'm like 95% sure that was also the name of a Riverdale episode a long time ago. I don't, mm, I don't know. Couldn't Maybe. tell you. Couldn't tell you. Um, so then we pop over to the sweet hereafter. Anybody doing anything interesting that you think? No, I don't like, so Jughead is like signing autographs. Archie is like married to Betty. I don't remember anything else. And that, was, that, was, that was pretty much it. Um, Hold on, I'm looking this up. The Sweet Hereafter. Oh, chapter 13, The Sweet Hereafter. It's the first, or no, it's the final episode of season one. It's the one where like Cheryl falls through the ice and Archie punches it and saves her. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Look at you. Oh, and then also Tony and Fangs are just living life with their child. Yeah, there's been like a big time jump or something in the sweet hereafter. Well, no, it's just, it, I think it's just putting people wherever their like happiness is. Yeah, because Betty and Archie are parents and I am like 95% sure that the actress who is playing their child, Polly, is the same actress who plays a young Betty. They looked exactly like her. Yeah, it makes sense. And then young Fred uh, is an another, another child. And then Vegas is a dog. And then Jughead is... 
Um, he's, I don't know why he's wearing his like comic book style hat again, but he's in Pop's Diner and it's like the same version of Pop's Diner from like the, the sweet hereafter in Rivervale where there's like Mm -hmm. also comic books and stuff and everything's free. Um, and he's writing Madhouse Glads, which is a real comic book series. Oh, yes. That's also by the same like Archie Comics company. So that was kind of cool. It it was called like Archie's Madhouse originally. And then. And it went through like three different rebranding. So Archie's Madhouse, sometimes called Archie's Madhouse, one word, was a comic book magazine published by Archie Comics from 1959 to 1982. The series went through a number of overhauls and name changes, one of which was called Madhouse Glads. And so that's the one. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And all of the names of the people. (laughs) Clyde is the main character. Clyde did it. And his three brothers, Dippy did it, Dick did it, and Dan did it. <laughs> oh, I don't. Who all have different like color hair? Um, that I don't like that. Yeah, the um, the Madhouse uh, family sometimes resembled the Monkeys, the band, and we've talked about like the Monkeys connection oh. to Riverdale before, where like the Archies, the band, the Archies yeah. was originally supposed to be like sung by the Monkeys, and then they didn't want to do it, so. Anyway, weird Wild. connection. Yeah, weird comic connection. But that's but what's in heaven. That's what's in heaven for Jackhead. And then you mentioned Tony and Fangs. They are like raising their child. They're like signing a peace treaty between the serpents and ghoulies. And I don't think gangs are allowed to have like <laughs> official like documents like this. Like I, I really think that gang activity is supposed to happen in the shadows. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're they're just uh they're just doing it out in the open there. And yeah. um they're signing their official document and the Ghoulies leader's son, Timmy or something, and Anthony like do a little like give a little wink and I'm like, okay, they're in love. And that's yep. kind of where we're gonna go with this. Um I don't baby Anthony looks like, I don't know, twenty. Like I've no I don't, yeah. I don't know. They're all they're all but Tony it's, and Fangs are the exact same age, so I don't know. Yeah, he's a full adult, but his parents are still like twenty-five. Yeah. Um, then Sabrina shows up. Uh, it's like weirdly less climactic than I thought it was going to be for her showing up. Like, I think, uh, Cheryl just opens the door and is like, oh, you're here. Great. Come in. And also since they did all this other stuff in the episode first, I kind of feel like they should have just started the episode with Sabrina showing up. Yeah. But they, they really were like, oh, we're on a time crunch because Sabrina's late and we're already on the last day. We have to do it fast. Yeah. I I think they were trying to make it like feel pressured, but I don't know. It was just kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. So she shows up and she's like, yeah, I, uh, have experienced dying myself and then my boyfriend sacrificed himself and switched places did you watch like that part of sabrina no that's the end that's how it ends oh that's how it ends oh yeah. i thought that was like something that happened early in the show or something okay no, that's how that's how it ends oh, that's kind of sad i didn't like his name it was like nick nick scratch nick scratch I don't, I don't like the name scratch oh but he's so dreamy hold on so but you said it's a different actor in sabrina. yeah no well well because <laughs> in this it was jughead yeah, it's so obviously not jughead um okay nick scratch is his name Gavin Leatherwood? Gavin Leatherwood. Yeah. Yeah, you know. He's dreamy as hell. I don't remember. I thought her boyfriend in was like Harvey. Is that is that not her? Oh, boyfriend? for like five seconds. Oh, okay. I just thought like in the other versions of Sabrina. Yeah. In the in the like Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina, you would have seen her with Harvey. Yeah. Okay. So Sabrina's like, well, we need a coven of six witches. So Betty, Veronica, and Tabitha, you're gonna have to do that. So they go through the steps that we talked about. They sign their names in the 
Malficarum. They pledge allegiance to Hecate. And then they dance and drink. They do dance party. Yeah. Okay. The dance party part lost me. Why do we have to dance? Um, I think just because it looked fun on TV. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. They dance. Uh, Sabrina's plan is to go through a portal. Or no. First, you got to get the corpses. So you got to go to Dr. Curdle, grab the corpses. Then you build Mm -hmm. a portal to the afterlife. Then you go through the portal and you try to convince the the, like dead people to come back, which apparently is really hard to do because they don't want to leave. Which very Buffy vibes when um, she died and they do all the work to bring her back to life and she's like pissed because she was in heaven. Yeah, that that checks out. So they do that. So Sabrina um, first goes and she's like, oh, Jughead. Yes, let's let's go with this this one. We'll get Jughead. So apparently the reason they do this is because she thinks that Jughead looks kind of like Nick Scratch. Yeah, that she could. He has dark hair, like okay. Nick Scratch. I thought that this was like a slight comic reference because in some of the comics, like the Archie Sabrina crossover comics, um, Sabrina like has a crush on Jughead for some of those episodes as well, oh. and that's like a really big thing that they do in a lot of fan fiction is like that Jughead and Sabrina either date or had broken up or whatever. So interesting. Um, I thought that was a shout out to that, but then at the end of the episode, she's just like yeah you kind of look like my boyfriend like oh okay never mind so so this is nick scratch yeah i guess so tabitha asks her she's like tell jughead i miss him and then so sabrina goes to the diner talks to jughead but jughead's like mm, i'm kind of good here this is like the ideal version of riverdale like i yeah. miss tabitha but you know like she'll show up here eventually so it's yeah fine. he's like when it's her time it's her time and then we'll have the afterlife together but i love it here i get it but by his same logic why don't you just come back try to save the world and then you know now you know where you get to go when you die well but you're already there in like perfect paradise why should you have to leave to not be selfish i don't know to try and save others from dying prematurely he got literally killed i think he's allowed to be like you know what i want to stay in the afterlife but he got killed by magic not by like actually killed yeah i think this is a thing where like when you're in the afterlife you're like reluctant to go but like once you come back maybe you're like well we'll get to it so uh uh, sabrina's kind of like okay well i tried whatever uh i've got a favor to ask you and then she comes back with jughead but jughead is nick scratch and she's like he's also a necromancer yeah so i guess the idea is that like nick scratch's body has been decayed for too long so they can't bring him back in his body but they can like i I guess i I mean she's not supposed to bring him back in any body right so she she like it's against the rules she's breaking the rules because she wants to see her boyfriend yeah okay so she does that so Sabrina uh, tells them that now it's their turns to cross over because she didn't do a great job. So they need to temporarily die and try to bring their loved ones back. But Betty's not allowed to do it because she has a hex on her because she's been likened to the harlot of Babylon. It's, I don't think it's because she has a hex on her. I think it's because she has the serial killer gene. She can, won't go to heaven. Oh, because she has the gene? Well, I can't think of any other reason why she would actually be, like, evil. Well, I don't think she's evil, but they were like, oh, yeah, you were likened to the harlot of Babylon. Like, no, that's well, no, not good. She doesn't say you're likened to it. So Betty goes, oh, someone called me the harlot of Babylon. And she goes, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. The harlot wouldn't be allowed in. It doesn't mean she is the harlot. But I don't, okay, so, like, if I just, like, randomly called someone that, then, like, they can't go to heaven? That just sucks. No, but I, that, I don't think that's, I think it's more complicated than that. But they don't do a good job of explaining it to us. They really don't. They don't do a good job so i don't know what's going on with that 
but Betty's not allowed to go, so she just has to hang back and chill. Um, so it's up to Veronica to try and bring Archie back. I, I don't really know, like, do you think either this is going to turn into some sort of bigger thing where it's like Betty's somehow important, or it's just trying to get us more like Veronica Archie time? Yeah, no, Be- Betty and Archie, are their days are numbered. They're breaking up. Yeah, sad. So uh, they cross over, and uh, Cheryl is super excited to do this. She's like, how many people in Riverdale get to say they died and came back? And Veronica says, a lot. <laughs> I mean, funny. now, but yeah. like before, not that many. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess like Archie and uh, Betty kind of died from the explosion and came back, I guess. Or we don't really know. But They, they didn't die, though. They just miraculously survived. They, yeah, miraculously didn't die. Um, And I don't know. I guess like Jughead sort of like almost died and came back. I don't know. He didn't really die, he though, didn't either. didn't actually yeah. die. Like, I think that this is an oversimplification. It was a funny line, though. I laughed. Um, so they put they put silver coins on their eyes to give to Charon, um, who's like the the dude from Greek mythology who like takes souls across to the to yeah. the to the underworld. And I don't know. I feel like we're kind of mixing like a lot of a lot of different types of mythology here. But I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> and so they all turn ghostly and walk through the portal. Um, and Sabrina and Nick go on a date while this is happening. And Nick's- yeah, basically. So I think this whole scene to me, I think, is the one that people were saying like this is the like how yeah. we wrap up the Sabrina stuff because Nick's like oh, like, it's fine, you know, being dead's not that bad or whatever. And she's like, oh, but we could run away together. Um, and he's like, death's going to find us eventually. And um, and she says... He's like, they, the coven needs her. So she yeah. she can't she can't actually run away. She just wants to. She says something about, like, I haven't forgiven my aunts for tricking me into this situation. So I don't... Yeah, so I, I, I think, I think like that basically, like, I think her aunts mm, probably brought Nick Scratch through and thought that her aunt Nick would get to leave. And then they uh, left Nick there. That that would be my guess. But I, again, I didn't finish adventure. But so like Sabrina. Nick was also a necromancer. Yeah, huh. she met Nick at the witch school. Oh, so he's like also a witch. He's like w- super powerful and like knew way more about it than she did. Are witches and Sabrina only women? No. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Wait, well, it's witches and warlocks. Oh, warlocks. Okay, so is he like a warlock? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So anyway, Nick's like, it's fine. We had this day together, but whatever. Um, although I guess I kind of feel like if. She she can cross back and forth so much. Why doesn't she just go hang out with Nick in the afterworld sometimes? I mean, I think that you're probably not supposed to do that. So Veronica tries to bring Archie back, but Archie's like, I don't know, like this Riverdale is kind of awesome. And she's like, yeah, but the war is still being fought. And then she leaves. So over- And then he's putting on his freaking <laughs> army clothes to be like, well, time for the war. It's, it's not that. It's not fought by the US army, yeah. Archie. Uh, over in the phony household, Anthony and Timmy Twist are in love and want to get married and then cheryl comes barging in and is like look here's the situation she's not very like light about it and so they're like no i think you're just trying to sabotage us just like you tried to sabotage our wedding or something which apparently happened in the um it's like part of their storyline in heaven yeah Yeah. it's it's kind of weird uh so then um they find out that or cheryl finds out that polly and jason are both alive here and are married and she just leaves she's like hey bye she's like oh okay so my mission never mind tabitha goes back to the pop's diner and doesn't even bother trying with jughead um because Raphael is gonna talk with tabitha and he's like i gotta bring you up to speed on a couple things so yeah. We don't know what that's about, but I'm assuming it has something to do with the war. 
So then Cheryl goes to Thornhill, where Polly, Jason, Dagwood, and Nana are all hanging out. And Polly's pregnant again. Apparently, you can get pregnant in this world. Awesome. Well, I mean, Archie and Betty had kids. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. So she's pregnant with triplets, and Polly tells Cheryl that she can stay in Thornhill for as long as she wants. And Cheryl's like, ooh, but I can't. Yeah. And then uh, Nick and Sabrina say goodbye, and he goes back into the beyond. Um, so back at Thornhill, everybody regroups and they're like, yeah, we all failed. And Tabitha says she doesn't even try to convince Jughead. I'm going to have some qualms with this in a hot second. But she's like, yeah, he seems so happy. I couldn't do it. So then Sabrina says they have plan C. We need to use Cheryl to pull them back with the power of the phoenix that yes. apparently she the possesses. Phoenix tries it. Well, I mean, that's what the fire is. Is this a thing? No. Okay. Like, I didn't know what? if this was, like, like a- also a Sabrina thing where people have, like, the power of the phoenix. I don't know. No. It just came out of nowhere. Ugh. So she has the gift of resurrection, and then Cheryl says this- I mean, it kind of makes sense with when she forged Archie with steel, though. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, Cheryl says, this is cuckoo bananas, but I'm kind of feeling it. That was another thing that I saw some articles about, where they were like, Cheryl really just speaking the truth about what Riverdale is right now. It's true. Yeah. It is cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Uh, so the downside of this plan is that, yes, they'll bring the souls back, but the souls might come back incomplete- uh, malignant or resent them for the rest of their lives. So yay, that's awesome. But we're going to try it anyway. So Tabitha says, we're still at war. What choice do we have? We've got to just try and bring them back. And I'm like, excuse me, you were the one who said you couldn't even like try to bring yourself to ask Jughead to come back nicely, but you're fine with ripping yeah. them from there. She can't ask him because then she has to look him in the face and see that he doesn't want to come. But now she's back in the real world and she misses him. <sighs> I really think it would have been more fun if, if Jughead came back and, like, resented her. I mean, I don't really want him to. Like, I don't oh want my God. to see that. But I just feel like, well, what I think the that's point? probably what's going to happen. And then Archie's going to get back with Veronica because in heaven, he had a family with Betty. And in the world, Betty doesn't want a family. So he's going to marry Veronica. And then Betty and Jughead will resent Tabitha and then get back with Betty. I, it's, they're just setting it back up for their couples. Hmm, interesting. Because I was kind of annoyed that at the end of the episode, it felt like they didn't really capitalize on that but maybe it is going to happen eventually so anyway they need to gather all the bodies in one place and then cheryl will burn the bodies and make them reborn so cheryl burns the bodies in the mines and um but meanwhile in the hereafter almost everyone except for jughead it seemed to be like they were kind of trying they were getting to this point anyway they were almost willing to come back by themselves because archie's like getting in his army gear like you said tony and fangs realize there's no pictures in their album after their wedding like maybe this world doesn't really exist and uh, then everybody starts sweating because they're like literally melting and then they all come back. And Sabrina warns and leaves and warns Cheryl that she needs to be careful because death doesn't like to be cheated. And I think that this was less about all the people that just got brought back and more about the fact that at the end we find out that Cheryl brought back Polly and Jason as well. Yeah, not good. You're not supposed to do that. What do you think is going to happen with that? They're going to be evil or like just rot or something. Like, it's- like how did they even get brought back? I, they didn't like have, they're like, not their even bodies in bodies like, yeah oh this is gonna be i'm not excited about that whole stuff that's gonna happen i bet that's gonna it's be like good. a thing that's gonna get in the way of the battle or something i don't know so they come back jabatha says that he can hear tabitha and read her thoughts and i guess he doesn't have all those voices in his head anymore like he got reset Ooh, yeah so the voices are gone he's no longer deaf yeah but wow, he can still what read an minds. upgrade um and uh he remembers that 
that right before he died in the bunker, there was another Jughead, the one from Rivervale, probably. So that's interesting. Um, Cheryl and Heather talk and Cheryl's like, yeah, it was super painful in the hereafter seeing my family happy without me, but it's totally fine. Cause look, I just brought everyone back. And so Polly and Jason and Dagwood and Nana all walk in and I'm like, is this a second Dagwood and Nana? No, Dagwood died and oh. Nana died. Okay. So they Remember, got brought they were back. Firstborn, so they they're... got brought back with the firstborns. Then okay. she just also brought back some other people that were already dead. So do we feel like death is going to be mad that like all the first firstborns came back or is it okay because like they shouldn't have died anyway i think that death is okay because it happened within like the three-day window that you like apparently within three days you could do whatever you want but after that it's over i think death is gonna be pissed about jason and polly okay yeah that checks out um so archie and betty chat and he's like being married to betty and having a family was amazing and she's like "Mm, okay yeah because she doesn't want it yeah they say they weren't very creative with their naming i think that was pretty funny well, it's true. They're named Polly and Frank. Not Frank. Fred. Fred. Yeah. And then uh, Tabitha checks in on Veronica and tells her that there's a 50-50 chance that Archie ends up with Betty and a 50-50 chance that he ends up with Veronica. Yeah. It's different in all the timelines. I am annoyed with this idea of like who's endgame because it's like, let's say that Archie and Veronica start dating. What What is different this time around? Like why, like you need to like lock in, like that's the problem with, you can't have one of them being single. Like whoever Archie's not dating needs to get in a, in a serious relationship with someone else. Otherwise he'll just come back to that person. I don't know. I just doesn't matter anyways because Archie's stupid. Who cares who Archie dates? <laughs> I don't know. I guess Veronica cares. So uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it should be Veronica anyways because Veronica is poisoned and she needs someone that she won't kill. Yeah. I, we haven't really circled back to that in a while. So I guess that's still a thing. Uh, I, I mean, in theory, I don't know. She should just walk up to Percival, make out with him, kill him. I think he he would probably sit down in a chair and like do a magic thing and then kill like, I don't know, someone else. Yeah, probably. Tony and Fangs uh, are back with baby Anthony and Tabitha tells them baby Anthony is immortal and can't die. What is, is he, is baby Anthony the Antichrist? Like what the hell? Why is he immortal and can't die? Like, what is what is so special about Well, I mean, is that his, like, special power from, like, the bomb? I guess. I don't know. And then Tabitha says that she is Riverdale's guardian angel. So I guess she's an angel now. What? I don't think that's how angels work. I don't think so either. Like, I don't think you can just, I don't think you can be a human and be an angel, right? Aren't those, like, two separate things? Yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure those are two separate things. <sighs> Maybe she means guardian angel in, like, a little bit less literal terms. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I don't know. Raphael told her, right? So, like. Yeah. Like, I'm chill with but Tabitha. Also, ra- but also, once again, as I said, Raphael's an archangel and wouldn't just, like, be someone's guardian angel. Yeah, like, takes care of everyone so that's not a thing um so anyway this was an episode in general how, how did you feel about the whole sabrina crossover part um i was actually really disappointed i was hoping just for better what did you want because like i know when they I think initially it's... said it you're like oh cool witches and stuff i mean i think in theory i'm like oh it makes a lot of sense they're in the same universe there is like known witchcraft at thornhill but like I don't think this show could do anything that's going to make me happy right now because they just like don't, they've lost the plot. I'm like sorry. I, I'm trying to even think if we even moved the needle in any kind of direction. 
fist. No, nothing happened. Episode. Like they Except died, for... they came back, and I guess Jughead can hear again, and that's about it. Like the only thing that really moved is like Reggie now is like anti Percival, I guess. Yeah. But he's captured. Yeah. So even that's kind of like whatever. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. I don't know. So yeah, um, the Witches of Riverdale. I'm going to just go ahead and assume is a play on the Witches of Eastwick, uh, which was sure. a 1987 film about three small town friends played by Cher, Susan Sarandon, and Michelle Pfeiffer, each have lost the man of their their lives and are feeling unfulfilled until a stranger comes to town and, I don't know, probably turns them into witches. <laughs> that was kind of where I stopped. Sounds reading. about right. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, this was like, this was a shorter update because we're busy and we got things to do, but uh, we gave you, we gave you the update. We gave you the situation. We went, we went through what happened. We gave you our thoughts on what happened. I don't know what else you could ask for from like, us. Like, I'm, I'm like honestly trying to think if there's anything that I even care more to say about. Like, obviously, like what I want at this point is I want them to stop, stop drawing it out. I want one episode that's like battle and I want a significant, interesting reason to like wrap up the whole like how Riverdale and Rivervale are connected thing yeah. in a way that's going to actually sever it so that we don't have to deal with this in the future. Because they kind of made the end of Rivervale seem like oh yeah we tied it all up look everything's back to normal but it wasn't it was a lie it It was was a lie lie. so i need it to be not a lie and i need to know how because i want to go into maybe i'm alone in this but i want to go to the final season without any special powers like we need to go back i don't know that we will ever get that i mean i think cheryl at the very least is always going to have her nonsense but also uh on the power ranking list still betty's is still by far the worst she doesn't even use it anymore what's the point yeah she it's i guess she doesn't see them anymore i don't they, they seem to have no purpose. So who was the most normal this week? Reggie. He cared about his dad. He didn't kill his friend. He didn't bring anyone back from the dead. He didn't go to the other side. He, he didn't do any magic. Is he more normal than Kevin, who didn't even consider killing a friend and just wanted to peace out of town? He's like, you know what? Things are getting a lot. Let's just leave town. So we're down to Kevin or Reggie. Classic. Yeah. I feel like Reggie at least considered murdering his friend, which isn't super normal. Yeah, but I mean, sure, okay, Kevin then. I don't know. I just feel like Kevin was like, you know what? This is kind of a lot's happening and there's now like witches and stuff. I feel like I should just leave town and go hang out with my boyfriend in New York. He should have left town a long time ago. It's true. But so should have Reggie. So I'm going to Kevin. All right, cool. Uh, Kirsten, what do you have going on? Um, well... You can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. You can listen to this week the Bojack Horseman finale podcast comes out on Bojack Horse Pod. Finale? Yeah. Are so y'all doing anything else with Bojack after that or? Um, so we're gonna have a, we did an episode where we listened back to the first podcast that's gonna come out in the last week of July and then we're gonna do a feedback show about Bojack and then we're gonna move on to the next. Um, there's also Mess Magnets where me and Sasha Joseph talk about pop culture trending topics and celebrity gossip i couldn't remember the third part um also love island starts this week so me and brian scally will be talking about love island on hot dummies on islands is love island not a cbs property anymore it's on peacock now okay interesting but so it's gonna be racy yeah are you watching the cbs challenge no because i'm spoiled on it oh okay well don't spoil me I've i would never spoil anyone unspoiled. that i don't understand how um but you yeah, know obviously i'm not spoiling anyone i'm not 
talking about the show. I'm not watching the show. I'm not tweeting about the show because I lost my ability to enjoy the show. So I would not do that to someone else. That's so sad. Yeah. What about you, Mary? I am talking about, well, I'm on the uh, episode recap for um, Big Brother tonight, but this will probably come out after that or Oh, and I'm on the Big Brother recap on Wednesday. Oh, on Wednesday. Okay, good. Yeah. So you can get some uh, Kowski cast girls over on Robbie's podcast for that. And um, other than that, I am talking uh, bi-weekly about Umbrella Academy season three. We are closing in on the end of the season. We just had two really awesome guests come on. We had Brian Scally and Chappelle both on, and we have another guest coming on for episode nine. So make sure to check that out. And if you're watching that or listening to that, send me any kind of feedback, questions, um, or thoughts you might have uh, over at Frail Mary. Um, Otherwise, you can catch me uh, playing Goose Goose Duck 2 p.m. on Sundays on Twitch. Hell Um, yeah. Yeah. So just doing that. All right, everyone. That's all for this week's episode. It was a shorty, but a goodie. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week for episode 20. Until then, you can follow us, like we said, at Frail Mary and Kirsten Said What everywhere. And if you're interested, definitely check out everything else that's going on that we mentioned and everything at KowskiCast.com. That's Kowth K. Until next time. Bye. 